0: This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the inspirational, informational, and transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. You know, if you have any questions, comments, maybe some inspirational stories, or an announcement, Please contact us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Today, I have with me an occasional co host of the podcast, Pam Landis, who is our resident helicopter careers resource. Uh, Today, she's going to be giving us an industry update and help us answer your career questions as far as helicopters are concerned. You know, Pam's the assistant editor of Rotocraft Pro Network. Awesome Magazine, WorldCraft Pro Magazine that I actually pick up when I at the FBOs. Also is a flight school manager at University Air Center up in Gainesville, Florida. And also a sales and leasing consultant at Touchstone Helicopters, so she knows all sorts of things about helicopters, many sides of the business, but also is in love with helicopters and very passionate about it. Uh, But before we get started with Pam, just a few announcements. First of all, the April 2019 uh, version of the Scholarships Guide has come out. It's uh, live with uh, six additional scholarships and 12 updates. For those that are interested in helicopters, yes, there's helicopter scholarships out there, and I think we're going to be adding a few more after we talk today. Uh, So to find out more about those scholarships, click on the Scholarship tab. Some people ask me where they can find the scholarships guide. It's also on Amazon and the iBook store. The reason we have the guide online is because Amazon, when you buy the book, they don't allow you to make any updates to it from a publisher standpoint. And We wanted to give you updates every month. So if you wind up buying it on Amazon, send us your electronic receipt and we will give you one year access to the online guide so you can get the monthly updates for a year. Easiest way, of course, is just go out there and uh, buy the guide. It's a PDF downloadable file, and you can actually load it into your Kindle reader, so there's uh, nothing that will actually prevent you from reading that on the Kindle. Uh, Also, if you are looking for the scholarships guide, career coaching, or some other technical courses, you can find that on our just a courses tab right there on aviationcareerspodcast.com. And if you're looking for me, I actually, my next venue is going to be June 7th through 9th. I'll be at the Flight Sim Expo in Orlando, Florida. And uh, we had somebody else on about the Flight Sim Expo. Uh, Take a look for me. I'm going to be in the blue shirt that says Aviation Careers Podcast on there. Even if I'm interviewing, someone just grab me, say hi, wave at me. Usually most of the interviews only go about uh, 15 minutes or so. But anyway, getting to today's podcast, we have with us Pam Landis, uh, who is uh, one of the most inspirational people and, and passionate people about helicopters I know. Pam, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Carl. It's so good to speak to you again and to say hi to all the listeners.
0: You know, one of the things that I think is really important is that we uh, know that there's a a lot of different careers in uh, the field of helicopters and aviation. And uh, we sometimes, a lot of times when we talk, you'll notice on this podcast, there's a lot of questions about, you know, going from a military helicopter pilot to an airline pilot. But there's so many folks that listen that say, you know, I think I want to have a career flying helicopters, and I also want to have a career in corporate helicopters. So before we get started with some of the questions, I do want to focus this episode strictly on those people that are interested in careers and uh, with helicopters as a flight instructor, et et cetera. uh, But before we get with the questions kind of get a feel for the industry right now. And, and Pam, I know things have changed over the years in the industry, but I think things are going fairly well. So uh, so how is the industry currently?
1: Well, Carl, the industry is definitely becoming a much stronger industry again. We had the last couple of years, have, it's been pretty soft, uh, where the airplane side of things have just really, uh, excuse the pun, taken off, but... Now, the helicopter industry had really slowed down quite a bit, but it is starting to come back. It's rebounding pretty quickly. We have had uh, the Helicopter Association has just put out some numbers where We are really short pilots again. So we are looking to get people into the industry again, being able to go through the training, becoming the flight instructors, building their hours, and then going on with their career. But it is definitely growing again. Um, We are so glad to see that things are really changing and really starting to, to come back. I think within the next year, we will be fully back up where we were about, Three to five years ago, where we were desperate for helicopter pilots.
0: Interesting. It's uh, and it's true in most industries where there's an ebb and flow in the demand mm-hmm. for for anything. But uh, I it, with the helicopter pilots, I'm I'm wondering why. Uh, any feel for why it's now another demand?
1: Well, a lot of the demand usually comes from the oil and gas industry. We tend to follow that pretty pretty tight um, because. You know, the oil and gas industry really needs the helicopter support to get to and from the oil rigs, to, you know, get crews back and forth. So when the oil, when we are in a glutton of production, we don't have to get as many crew out to the oil rigs. Things tend to slow down. So we don't need as many pilots because they're not flying as many sorties as what they normally would. So that is changing again. We've been going through our our surplus of oil at a lot of our refineries, and now we're starting to pump again and starting to produce more oil. So that's really drawing people. You know, our tourist season also has really changed a little bit to where we used to have very strong tourist seasons at different parks where we did helicopter rides that were usually during, you know, the summer months. But that's now changing. People are actually going to our grand canyon year round now they're going to hawaii year round they're going to you know the northeast it's more of a year round uh change from where it used to be spring break or just summers so now we're starting to see where we need more and more pilots to pick up those other ships so things are starting to change so that's where we're really looking for more pilots. Just the the industry itself is starting to have a little bit of a shift all the way around.
0: So it would be fair to say a good way to follow the industry is uh, since it still seems like most of the demand is on the oil side, is kind of watch the oil refineries, but also see this up and coming, uh, you know, cr- you know, a career in doing rides and helicopter rides.
1: Correct. You know the the career path you know most people would come through do their training become flight instructors go to the gulf of mexico that was the the number one way of building hours but there's more now with the tour industry that's really grown a lot a lot more people are saying, hey, I want to go on a trip and I want to be able to go see, you know, Ocean City, Maryland from the air. So they, they're doing tours or or they want to go to Panama Beach and see see the ocean from the air or to the Bahamas, things like that. So there's a lot more tour companies than there ever have been. So that's really where we're really drawing a lot of the new pilots to.
0: And then how about on the, uh, the EMS side, the uh, uh, search and rescue side? Is that still growing?
1: It is still going and it is still very strong. Um, Most of those um, areas are really looking for pilots that are closer to the 3000 hour mark. That tends to fulfill an insurance requirement. So when the student comes out, becomes a flight instructor, builds up those hours, hits that magical 12 to 1500 hours, they work um, then in the tour industry or the oil and gas industry and build up their hours and then from there they go to EMS or to, uh, doing the, the bigger pipeline, power line patrols, uh, doing long line, uh, doing other types of corporate work can go to sheriff's departments and things like that. But that 3000 hours seems to be really the, the magical number now for, for the more experienced jobs.
0: Interesting. So that's like a goal to shoot for there. And uh, many ways to do that is, I guess, flight instructing is one way, right?
1: It is. It, it's definitely a way, you know, you find a flight school that's busy, you know, things have really changed over the years. Um, there's fewer flight schools. So getting into those and working in those areas where they're going to be extremely busy, you know, you're going to build up your hours quicker. Most people are flight instructors for about 18 months. They get from that, you know, 250 hour mark and they get up to, you know, the the 1500 hour mark pretty quickly. And then, you know, they work and are able to go out, go do tours, do oil and gas. And from there, then they get to really pick and choose because they can go EMS, they can go corporate. um, They can go to the power line companies where, you know, they're, they're really looking for those folks that have that 3000 hour mark.
0: So that again is that that's the goal is the three thousand hours. Kinda of yeah. similar to the the airlines nowadays, three three thousand hours total time.
1: Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's funny how things have all started to kind of work together. It we were always shire hours in the helicopter industry and higher hours in the airplane industry, and now things are starting to all gel together again.
0: So <laughs> that's neat. Um, but one of the things that I think that people are starting to realize is the the true utility of uh, helicopters in many different environments. One of those is actually corporate and private flying. And before we talk about that, uh, this brings up a good listener mail. So Pam, let me let me read this and then. Uh, we'll talk about the corporate side of things and the private flying because this was a really good question that came in and by the way if you have a question again feedback at aviation careers podcast we normally will take your name and all that personal information away just to protect your identity but uh, we will definitely read your email and if you notice when we read it sometimes we take out some of the things like your location etc but anyway here's here's a question from a listener it says hey Carl I fairly enjoyed listening to all the great information inspiration on your podcast congrats on your recent one million download mark i've been listening to your stuff non-stop for the last couple weeks while at work i now work construction and i'm working towards a career as a helicopter pilot i have a wife and two children ages two and four i'm 31 and like many others i am slowly but surely working towards the first big step of getting my private it's stressful and financially tough as i've saved for a year before starting lessons and will hopefully have enough to get my first 40 to 55 hours in I feel blessed to live so close to what I think is a great company with an extremely experienced instructor who I've heard great things about from other pilots I've talked to in the area. We get along well, and he tells it to me straight while teaching, which I appreciate, and that's awesome. I'm about 12 hours in, and aside from one hard lesson that was slightly discouraging, I'm loving every minute of it. Sorry for the lengthy email, but on to my question. I have somewhat of an idea of the direction I'd like to head. That is EMS. I know things may change as I get along, evidenced by my curiosity of corporate flying. I've heard interesting things about it while listening to you. I'm open to getting fixed-wing rated eventually, but I feel my true passion is helicopters. I'm wondering how much of a corporate world involves helicopters. Obviously, being dual rated will be a huge benefit, but just how much helicopter time do you think there would be? I'm not exactly sure what my path will be after I get my private as finances play a big part, but I know talking to pilots and networking will give me insight and possibility of opportunities to go in the right direction. Both EMS and corporate flying appeal to me as being home with family is important. Thank you so much in advance for reading my email. What you're doing is an amazing thing, bringing pilots and ideas together for so many to hear. It's helped me to realize I'm heading in the right direction by chasing my dream of going to work every day, loving what I do keep up the good work brother well thanks for that email I, I appreciate that and I appreciate your listening and uh, it's people like Pam and the other folks that we have on here that truly are passionate about their careers that is so important to this and and I'm glad you can tell that we really do do love what we do there's a lot of negativity out there about a lot of things and and that's why I'm glad you've uh, wrote in about these questions the corporate world by the way I notice what I said I said corporate and private flying um, it's uh, there's a lot of uh, private aviation uh, in the kind kind of lump those two together. Corporate, a lot of times people think it's just a big corporation you're flying for, but there are a lot of individuals that actually have uh, the resources to purchase their own aircraft and have someone fly it for them. So as far as the, the corporate world and helicopters, that's why we're bringing Pam on to give us a little bit of a feeling there. So Pam, uh, about his question, uh, what, what about the world of corporate aviation or private flying with helicopters?
1: Well, I'm going to start out first. Every one of us that ever want to be a helicopter pilot, our first dream is to be an EMS pilot. That's We just truly believe that we want to be out there and we want to save the world. And I think that's awesome. But once we do get into it, we do realize that there's so many other areas that we can actually work in besides just EMS. But EMS is such a great calling for so many wonderful people. So don't lose that dream. But for corporate world, there's, there's just a plethora of different types of opportunities. We have the opportunity, I get a chance to work with a gentleman who works for a small consulting engineering firm here in Gainesville. He has a helicopter and an airplane. And there's a lot of times when he can't fly the helicopter because he may be already off somewhere taking some of the owners and some uh, business associates off in the airplane that they need somebody to fly the helicopter just around a local area to observe and do some, you know, uh, just basically surveying of areas. So we get to fly the helicopter doing that. So, So in the corporate world, there really is just, like I said, just a plethora of different jobs. There's from the small corporations that do things just locally. They have helicopters just to move people around from maybe different offices. There's corporate when you go to some of the Indian reservations that fly. Um, they fly people around the state that they're in, fly dignitaries to their capital to be able to work with the government. To you know, big corporations where, you know, you look at Google and they have, um, a couple hundred helicopters and they do that to move people from office to office. They move equipment, they move, you know, boxes, mail, you name it, they're moving all sorts of things around. So the corporate world is huge and, you know, it can be from very small to one small helicopter to just a couple hundred helicopters. So there are a lot of jobs in the corporate world that you can get, you know, involved in being dual rated is just another added level of being able to say to somebody, I can help you in any aspect of your aviation side of your business. And that really makes you just, you know, it's just a big value to a company. Um, Corporate world, great business. Uh, great place to fly. You're usually going to be flying nice aircraft. You're not going to get a lot of hours necessarily in just helicopters or just airplanes, but together you will continue to build hours. Uh, but there's, there's a great, you know, just whole new venture in the corporate world. And we are, as businesses are growing and helicopters are becoming just a little bit easier to, you know, acquire more and more companies are purchasing helicopters because they find that they're just, they're such a great asset to their business.
0: When you said that they're a little easier to acquire, is that uh, due to the price points uh, or the volume, uh, number of aircraft?
1: It's the volume. Uh, We have companies like Airbus that are are building aircraft like crazy. McDonnell Douglas is building aircraft like crazy. Everybody is really starting to produce more and more aircraft, even Robinson. And, you know, a lot of people will find that, you know, a Robinson R-44 or R-66 is great for their corporate business. Maybe they're only moving one or two people around, you know, in a a smaller area. And those are great aircraft for that type of, you know, movement. Uh, They don't necessarily need the whole VIP Uh, set up in an aircraft, but they're just looking to get people from place to place. I work with a group of attorneys out of South Florida, and I fly them up and down all over Florida, and they love the R-44. They said, you know what, it's just a great little aircraft. It doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles, but they're okay with that. They just need to get from point A to point B, and that's what works for them.
0: You know, as another example, I used to fly with a corporation out of Tampa and had two Gulfstreams, and they also had a Sikorsky. And it really, it's interesting how they actually used a helicopter in conjunction with airlines, and that doesn't make sense when you first think about it. But the aircraft was based in Tampa, and sometimes some of the executives would fly into Orlando. They would take the helicopter over and be at a meeting very quickly as opposed to driving an I-4. Uh, so that's I, I was I was shocked at that, at the use of the helicopter in that manner,
1: yeah, well, and you can look at our president too I mean he comes into Palm Beach, you know me being a Florida girl, obviously I see this, but he flies Air Force One into Palm Beach, and then from Palm Beach International Airport, he flies that over to his place, uh Miralago, and you know he jumps in the helicopter and flies and you know. Uh, literally a a three-and-a-half-minute flight to his property. So helicopters from the president down to just even, you know, small corporations, it really does save them time and saves them getting, you know, stuck in traffic or, you know, being in an area, one of the consulting firms that we work with, they tend to do a lot of off-site surveying. And they said, you know, the only way to get there is we can drive, and then we have to trudge through a lot of mud and a lot of dirt. It's much easier to pick up the helicopter from wherever their airplane has landed, pick up the helicopter, fly out to a spot. We can land in the middle of a field. They can get out, look at what they need to do, pick back up and do their surveys. And they don't have to trudge through a lot of mud and dirt and, you know, worry about ruining shoes and outfits and, you know, taking, you know, executives out there to see it. And they don't want to get out and get dirty. They can see it from the air.
0: And that, that makes a lot of sense. And that's so quick to get there. That, it, it's it's just, a, just the modicum of, of different ways that you can use a mm-hmm. helicopter. It really is. Um, yeah. And, what a, and I hear this every so often from people. It's like, well, what about the, the drones? I know we hear this a lot. It's just like with the airlines, you know, or any airplane, you know, they're going to automate it so that uh, I won't have a job. I, I don't think that's going to be true, especially in the passenger carrying uh, arena for the next maybe 50 to 100 years. Uh, but I'm wondering what you think in the helicopter arena, if that's actually been an impact, either positive uh, or negative.
1: You know, it has been an impact on the helicopters for a couple of the different uh, platforms that we use helicopters for. When it comes to doing aerial photography, the drones have really been able to step into that position to some point because one, they can do it cheaper, faster. Um, you know, somebody can stand right on the ground, take it up, take the pictures they want, and go. Uh, but with that being said, you know, you'll never completely replace having somebody sitting in the aircraft, taking that picture, getting that exact shot that they want, being able to circle and really saying, wow, this is this is the shot that's gonna sell that house or or that um shopping center. You know, you put a drone up, somebody that isn't as trained as a true photographer is not gonna get the same shot. But Again, the drones have come in and they have taken part of that business. Um, you know, when it comes to having drones do some of the other jobs that the helicopters do, it is going to be a long time. Just like you said, for passenger carrying, we're not we're not to the point quite yet that we want to allow our cars to be automated. And I definitely don't think our our aviation uh, platforms are going to be that automated for a while either. But you know, we can still send some cargo up in some of the drones and things like that, but it's going to be very limited. So I think the helicopter world doesn't really have to worry too much about the drones quite yet, maybe 25 to 30 years. We may be a little bit earlier than the big passenger carrying aircraft, but I still think that helicopters, we're going to be doing a lot of flying for a lot of years still yet.
0: Yeah, and and there's nothing like having a person in the seat to figure things out, you know, <laughs> especially yeah. when you know, there is you know you have a lot of skin in the game, as they say. So, um, and, and it's a very dynamic environment flying, and really you're being paid to make decisions more than anything else. Uh, so, it, what what is really interesting is the fact that there are so many different jobs in the in the corporate arena, and uh, one of the things that's really cool is that there's so many people that are passionate about aviation and and flying helicopters that are coming out with more scholarships. And uh, he talked a little bit about paying for it and finances, you know, we have a lot of uh, different scholarships in our scholarships guide, uh, HPI, there's a couple uh, helicopters, uh, there's many different avenues you can go, and I think even Rotocraft, do they have one? I'm not even sure, but there was, uh, a different organizations that are out there, uh, the Whirly Girls, that type of thing, that all have these different scholarships. So you might want to think about starting to apply for those. Uh, you know, Pam, have you had any uh, of uh, experience with any of these scholarships, I was just wondering?
1: I actually have. Um, I'm a member of Whirly Girls, and Whirly Girls have just so many wonderful scholarships out there for the ladies that are interested in getting in into the helicopter world. So I strongly recommend looking at Whirly Girls, get, you know, become a member, even if you're not doing it for the scholarships, become a member because there's just so many great happenings out there. We have a lot of events that we all get together, and we get a chance to, to meet with each other, talk with each other, support each other. But then there's also Women in Aviation, and they have some wonderful uh, scholarships. I just had a young lady who's not actually flying helicopters with me, but flying airplanes, and she said, I really I love flying airplanes, but... I really think my heart is in helicopters. So I took her out for a flight in a helicopter and she's like, that's it. That's what I want to do. And she applied at women in aviation and actually did get a scholarship for $2,500 towards her helicopter training. So, so it's, you know, there are some great scholarships out there. Uh, You were talking about the book of scholarships. It's just such a great uh, reference material for anybody that wants to get started, you know, Obviously, funds are always going to be an issue for anybody, you know, because most of us are just not, you know, born with that silver spoon in our mouth, so we need to get some help, so finding the scholarships, but Women in Aviation, Worldly Girls, Helicopter Association International has also tons and tons and tons of great scholarships, so there's always places to, to apply and get started.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of us think it's a daunting task but uh to do these scholarships but look at it this way, if you spend like five hours just applying for a scholarship and you get uh, say a $15,000 scholarship, that sure is worth the five hours of effort, I think. <laughs> you know?
1: oh, without
0: a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you get one that's say 500 or or 1000 it's still worth it. and there's not many places you can make that much money per hour. So if you look at it from that standpoint, it's so much easier to spend the time actually applying for these scholarships. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I think, I think going back to this person's question, as far as, uh, paying for it and also the corporate aviation, there are a lot, and we could go on and on about stories. You know, I've heard stories of people working for a corporation and then them paying for their helicopter training so they, they can be dual rated. But if it's what you want to do, I think it's really important to, to look towards that and, and go for it, you know, and, and go fly the, the helicopter, do the thing you really like. I will say one thing, uh, and because of the fact I do so much career coaching, I I do a lot of helicopter transitions from the military, and those are a lot of folks wanting to go to the airlines. But there are some people that uh, go from one industry to the next, actually, even from helicopters to fixed wing. Uh, some people, the appeal is this, and uh, is the fact that the the salaries, and if we just talk about money and nothing else, the salaries obviously are going to be better at the airlines and in in the 20-year range. But... It's not just about the money. You can make really good money. And, I'm, you know, of course, I'm not going to call out anybody, but I know people making over $200,000 in the helicopter industry as a pilot. And you can do that at the majors and make a lot more. But you know what? This person is loving their job. Again, the one thing is the jobs ebb and flow based uh, primarily from the the feeling I get and also from what Pam has said uh, with the oil industry. So uh, that's a concern. But you know what? It also happens in the passenger-carrying world. When we have an economy that goes down, so does the airlines. So you're never going to get away, and the, the point I'm trying to make is, you're never going to get away from the business cycle, but the most important thing is do something that you really love to do. And, and Pam is a great example. I mean, you, you've you been doing, how long have you been flying helicopters? It's been a while, hasn't it?
1: Almost 25 years now.
0: Wow. And you still like yeah. it. Yeah,
1: I love it. I can't even imagine my life. At
0: doing anything different cool you know and that's that's it's great it comes out in in your passion and what you do and and by sharing that and it is somebody that uh, pam is someone that you really want to go fly with or be around she is so passionate about about aviation in general but also helicopters and uh the and you do have a lot of different resources you're involved in so many things uh but pam is there anything else we want to say as far as a corporate flying before we kind of close and talk a little bit about your uh, where you are in in gainesville
1: I just have to agree with you completely. If you love helicopters, fly helicopters. If you love airplanes, fly airplanes. Do what you love, the money will follow. I know it's an old cliche, but it does happen. And you know, if you are flying helicopters and you do go to work for a corporation, more than likely they're gonna have airplanes and they're gonna help you achieve your dual rating. So just follow your passion. There's so many of us out there that have our passion, we follow it, we're able to share it with other people, and it just opens up so many doors for you, know, for you to be able to continue your career and just to continue this wonderful life that we get to, to live and fly.
0: Great advice, uh, Pam. Now, how about you, Pam? You, you're up there in Gainesville. You're involved in so many things. You're at the University Air Center. They can find you online, by the way. If you, you can click in the show notes, but it's uh, uac.aero, and that's a flight school with both fixed-wing and helicopters, and also uh, RotorCraft Pro is a, a really good network and uh, a great magazine. But tell us a little bit about both of those things, first the flight school and also uh, what information that people can glean from uh, Rotocraft Pro.
1: Okay, well, University Air Center is an awesome business here at the Gainesville Regional Airport. Uh, Dr. Michael Lakowski is our owner. He bought this business back in 1982 as a fledgling pilot, also, and it is a FBO, a maintenance shop, a charter department, and a flight school. So we're a, a big business here in Gainesville. But the part that I get to be part of and run is the flight school. We offer, as Carl, you were saying, helicopter flight training. We have a Robinson R-44 that we do all of our flight training in. We also have then Cessna 172s. We have a Piper Warrior. We have Cessna 182, Cessna 210, and a Piper Aztec for multi-engine training. So we can basically do any type of flight training that your heart desires. So you can come see us. We do all one on one training. We have some really awesome instructors here. Great just great people. But we are here in the heart of Gainesville. If somebody wants to come here that doesn't live here, we have fairly inexpensive housing because we are a college town. Go gators. Yeah. And we we can offer a lot of great things for students that come here to the, the area. A uh, Rotocraft Pro, Rotocraft Pro magazine is a helicopter industry magazine. We are there to help inform people of what's going on in the industry, and we have a great section that is all about, you know, a uh, Rotocraft Pro, somebody that's out there in the industry working. It can be a pilot, it can be a mechanic, it can be air traffic controller, somebody that has something to do with helicopters. We try and spotlight them every um, issue. Then we also have a military to civilian transition uh, section that we have a lot of great pilots that are working on that, that are putting together articles to help people transitioning out of the military into the civilian world, not necessarily wanting to go to the airlines, but ones that want to stay in the helicopter industry. We also have a maintenance minute where we talk about maintenance issues that come up. We talk to maintenance professionals, so it gives us a lot of great information that we can share with the helicopter community. But then we also have press releases on all the new products that are out there and it just give us information. As pilots, we don't always get to you know, talk to Garmin or talk to one of the tug companies or something. So Rotocraft Pro brings it right to us in a magazine, gives us all the information of new products that are coming out. So, And we also... Are linked with Just Helicopters, which is a website. So JustHelicopters.com, It has job offers in there. It's got all sorts of great information on our website that you can also, you know, click on. A lot of active links. So it's it's a great venue for the helicopter industry.
0: So if you're someone that's interested in in getting into the industry, it's a good idea to pick this up, uh, Rotocraft yep. Pro. Where can they find that, by the way?
1: They can find it in pretty much any flight school. You can go online to justhelicopters.com and request to get the subscription to it. Uh, We always have lots and lots of magazines around at all of the different aviation events that are going on around the country. So you can always pick them up at any of the different events. But go on to justhelicopters.com and you can actually look at it uh, virtually or you can subscribe to it if you'd like to have the paper copy
0: so just helicopters.com another great resource if you're interested of course is to join different organizations networking is so important out at the airport etc as a matter of fact uh, my first lesson in a helicopter informal lesson was in a, a Bell, bell uh, was a 206L it's a long ranger i mean yep. it, and that's just through networking by going out there and getting involved in these different organizations you too can maybe meet somebody that could help you along in your career and i had someone that took me under their their wing and said, hey, I want to show you how to fly this thing. And it was just absolutely terrific. What are some of those organizations that someone might consider joining?
1: Yeah, you know, we, again, we have Helicopter Association, which is our number one association that brings helicopter pilots together. We, uh, helicopter Association also does once a year a huge helicopter expo. Uh, we kind of rotate year by year from anywhere in California back here to Atlanta, to Dallas, to New Orleans, they do, it's a huge expo where they have 60 aircraft inside a convention center and anybody and everybody that has something to do with helicopters. So there's that group. We talked about Whirly Girls. We talked about uh, women in aviation that has kind of a helicopter uh, part of that. But those are really the big groups that you want to be part of. There's also magazines, uh, Rotor Uh, magazine, there's Vertical, there's Vertical 911, a lot of other great magazines that are out there that will, you know, give you a lot of good information about the industry and about what you're going to be looking for, you know, as you go through your career.
0: A lot of good stuff out there a lot of inspirational stuff uh, you know as we look at the internet sometimes uh, we we find that this information kind of kind of get us down you know because uh, you'll find that negativity on the on the internet so many times of course you can go back and listen to my episode on my theory of negativity to talk where I talk about that uh, but it really is true there are so many people out there they're so excited about their careers a lot of times they're not the loudest voices but by getting involved in these organizations reading these magazines you're gonna find those people You can find people like Pam Landis. (laughs) So, Pam, this has been awesome, having you here. Uh, Just been terrific. Thank you. Thank
1: you, Carl. It's always so great to talk to you and talk to your listeners, and just I I love that you continue to go out there and wave the flag for aviation because that's what we need. We need more people like us telling people go do it because it is such a great industry. From helicopters to airplanes, you just won't be disappointed.
0: Well, well said, ma'am, and I, as I tell people, before you actually get out there and do something, you need to actually think about what's next, and one of the ways to do that is you know, look up information on the internet and talk to people, but really, really important, if you're going to get into helicopters, if you're going to get into anything, make sure that you do something today to move forward in your career no matter what it is it could be just click you know click on one of the links right here helicopterscom dot com. any of those things just do something today do something now to move forward in your career well folks we'll talk to you next episode and safe flying